Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our healthy living coaches, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, as they engage in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovation, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your business and personal navigational skills for ultimate achievement. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, we hope you're in a party mood because this is the power hour of Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you so much for joining us. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And the show is brought to you under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity, where the motto is Read, Lead, Succeed. To be a leader, you must be a reader. And we definitely want our listeners to get into the habit of reading more because we want you to succeed more. Well, today's show is going to be uh, quite helpful, I think. In segment one in Health Matters, Heather's going to lead us through how to help kids through tragedies. There's so much increased terrorism and many bad things that are happening in our world today, and kids are scared. And so Heather has some tips for how parents can talk to their kids about this scary stuff and help them get through it. And then speaking of parenting, what do you do when your teen is about ready to drive? I know so many parents are so afraid. At the same time, they're relieved that their kids will be driving. But we, we have some easy tips to prepare the driver for a safer first-time experience behind the wheel and uh, help the parent kind of be the active alert riding shotgun, but still reinforcing responsible driving. And then in segment three, I love taking you into the garden. So we'll go into the summer garden and talk about what's harvesting, what's sprinkling, what's sowing, and what you can put on the barbecue to uh, fire up that grill and give you a few thrills. So a fun show uh, coming up. And we have a miracle moment, as we always do. And this is, again, one of my favorite philosophers, Henry David Thoreau. We must walk consciously only partway towards our goal, and then we must leap in the dark to our success. <laughs> and I love it. That sounds so much like what we have to do every day, right, is that we just have to kind of put on those rose-colored glasses and just go for it and decide, hey, it's all going to turn out okay, and whatever we're going through in life, this too shall pass, and we are going to be successful. So that's my, um, that, that's my inspiration for, the, for today, because this week has been kind of a challenging week, wouldn't you say, Heather? As, as oh, fun, yes. <laughs> yeah, as fun as it's been, there must be something going on in the stars because, you know, as fun as it is to have a holiday and, and it's summer and 
family friend get together. There's just always other things that happen. There's curveballs that come out of nowhere. And um, just as I think everything is smooth sailing, it starts, you know, it's like Forrest Gump says, manure happens. And um, I don't <laughs> like it. So I'm sure all of you are going through that too. And hopefully we can help you get through some of the tough times. So, Heather, yeah, speaking said, life of life is like a box time. of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Another Forrest Gump wonderful thing. Exactly. And that's what we, this week I've been getting all the chewies. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I really look forward to what we're going to discuss here in our Tea for Two Health Matters because it just seems that especially since 9-11, that there have been so many frightening things that are happening in our world. And in the last year, they've really escalated with all the terrorist attacks and the ISIS and, you know, and all the controversy that is going around the political arena right now. I think kids are really frightened and, and they're especially scared, you know, that something will happen to their brother, their sister, or goodness forbid, their parents. So what do we do? How do we explain these bad things uh, to our kids? Yeah, well, as you touched on it, there's been, you know, there has been and there will always be uh, bad, scary people and things and events in this world, but more and more seem intense and on a higher level and at a scary level um, and just affecting our whole nation. And, and it goes without saying that the most recent event in Orlando um, has the United States, has Florida, has the whole world really shaken up um, because it just seemed so careless. So many, so many people um, of lives were taken uh, for no reason. And um, in general, parents kind of have their own set of worries already bringing kids into the world of there's so many things, you know, of did you, you know, tie your shoes and, you know, look both ways, all those things in life, and then to add to it these real dangers that could potentially be there. And children who have any level of exposure to the news um, need to understand what's going on in the world. And as we know, the Internet is great for things. It also can be an overwhelming plethora of information. And as much as people want to shelter their children from all this information, the reality is you need to know this. This is the reality that's going on in life. Um, but it is age different for different kids. And kids understand and, you know, sort of gurgitate and sort of really, really understand things at all different levels. So first thing is don't make any upset, um, assumptions with your ch- children. Find out exactly what they know and then start a discussion. Ask them what they've heard um, just to reduce the risk uh, that you may overshare with children. And that's something that children process things completely different than adults do. And with adults, you know, we ask the questions and then we're always kind of seeking out more. Um, with children, and it varies at all different levels, but um, sometimes they might just have a few questions, they might say something, and then they're over it, on to the next thing. Um, Some kids kind of process things differently of saying, um, you know, who and what and when. So first kind of consider their age is that younger children, six and younger, still think in the terms of good and bad. You know, that was a good guy. This is a bad guy. So validate that a bad guy, you know, was harming for these people. And I'm just going to use 
the um, Orlando incident, for example, just because for us, I, for me, I feel that was uh, the most recent act that um, was just, you know, just overwhelming. It was senseless. And so it was com- senseless. Yes, and, and just senseless. Terrific. Yes, senseless. Yeah, so, so when talking to your kids about these things, you know, validate that a bad guy did something terrible, and it was because he was angry, and then reinforce the difference um, between, you know, uh, what, what to do when you're angry and what's a healthy and constructive way because you don't want to, you know, limit their, your children telling them um, not to feel emotions. It's amazing, you know, that they're feeling this, this scare, this, this happy, this excitement, this anger. You want kids to process and experience everything in life but find healthy outlets there. It's okay, you know, for us to get upset in life. It's not okay to act violently against about these upsetting things. Um, between the ages six to ten, um, again, they're getting, they're still children at that stage, but a little bit, uh, they can understand a little bit more. So just ask them how their was their day was and what they've learned or about anything interesting going on, and that way find out what they've heard. So you know, when there are this scary news going on, first ask, you know, how was your day? What see if they're coming to you saying, yeah, I I, I heard this, and the, because as we know, there's. So many mis, uh, misinformation out there, and your job as a parent, you know, is to make sure you get the, the correct information, but you don't want to, you know, you don't need to go into the deep details and all this, uh, just kind of reassuring and letting them know the basic facts of it. And older than 10, you might want to um, uh, assume, and as we said, no assumptions, but think that they have heard something. Usually at this age that kids have access to, to computers, to TVs, to cell phones, which cell phones kind of work as all of those now, um, and then kind of could suggest a conversation that you can say, hey, did you, for example, you know, so did your friends, did you hear about the shooting, you know, actually talking to them? And if they're unaware, open that dialogue, share with them. That might be something that, you know, kids, we, especially as adults, and you know as being a parent is coming that once kids get to that thing that they actually are, quote, unquote, adults, that your conversations in your life with your children completely change because you can relate to them, that they start having more world experiences, that, that they can relate to you more, that these things don't just seem so polarized as parent and child. Um, it actually seems like a shared experience. So when they're at uh, a younger stage, maybe not quite adult, kids really start to have that thing that they want to be viewed as adults or they want to have somewhat adult conversations. So kids tend to value this sense of, you know, being let in um about these conversations. Repeat the conversation. Talk about it more with your kids than just once. Again, offer um, constant reassurance with your kids. That's something at a young age, kids in that way just want to know that they're okay, that their family is okay. Even if they don't know, you know, the people that are on TV or what's happening, reassure your children that, you know, that was a bad guy, that this bad guy didn't know these people, didn't know, you know, didn't, uh, and that they don't know you and that didn't know how to act out healthily, uh, healthily, healthy, didn't know, know how to find a healthy behavior to release, um, you know, their, their anger in a constructive manner. And something, too, of speaking of a constructive way is sometimes kids can't find the ways. Sometimes parents can't find the ways. And a great outlet is to express your emotions through drawing. If kids might say, you know, that they are experiencing some maybe withdrawal or 
you've just noticed a change in behavior, finding something constructive, maybe painting your feelings or making a clay thing, but also be aware of what they're creating. You know, if it's showing, you know, it could be lead to something deeper or um, it's showing their fears or potentially their anger. If they're drawing things of, you know, people shooting people, open up, again, open up this dialogue. What exactly is this picture detailing? What is this emotions that you're feeling? Um, and as I said, depersonalize the situation. If your children trying to say um, that thing, terms like uh, us or Americans or, you know, just try to bring it back down. It's turning it into this was an angry person. This were, these were bad guys. These were, you know, bad people. And then also reassure them in that way that there are good people out there. Talk about all the positive things. Offer perspective. Uh, life is a scary place. and kids. It is. And, you know, I'm glad you just said to talk about the positive <laughs> and offer perspective because those are two elements that I think so often that we neglect is that we may get into the whole sadness and negativity and try to soothe without sharing what's really good in life because – as we all know that we really have to celebrate the good because there's always going to be evil, there's always going to be darkness, there's always going to be bad things. But if we can teach our kids to find the good in whatever's happening out there, you know, I think that's a real positive. Yeah, and, you know, and something, too, is there's a lot of, especially, you know, with, so many tragedies going on. There's been a big community outpouring. So this can be something for as a child or as well as a parent. You know, finding those other places that have coming together that maybe kind of seeking community help wise. There's been you know schools will have you know candlelight vigils for things and just you know to to show that uh, camaraderie and coming together to show support of uh, people that they don't know and even you know possibly there might be people that they they do. I, I actually have a friend who um, had a friend uh, that was in that nightclub that unfortunately did pass away, that, that was shot, uh, was on, uh, had gone to the hospital, but ended up not making oh, it. So horrible. I did not personally know that person, but I had a friend that personally knew, and it just shows you how, how you know, big are. world, That's, small yeah, circles. Yeah, that few de- and, degrees of separation. Exactly, and and even though you know, I was so I was so saddened by these things. Of it, just again, it just seems so. Why you know these questions? Why would someone do it? And and even though I didn't know, and I, I was already affected to know to see my friend when she started to tell me and, and started to cry, and I you know that hit me even more personal level to think, my goodness, that I know people who have been personally affected by that, and that's something too. You realize. Um, when someone passes, or in, especially in these tragic ways, it isn't just that one life that's taken away. It's that um, it's so many people are affected by it. It could be that their sisters, their brothers, the mother, the father, the friends, that one life really does touch so many people. And express that with your children, too, that, you know, that their life of how many people um, that they touch in a day. And I think that's also a good reminder just for us of taking those small moments every day to feel that that gratitude to to you know feel thankful for all the positives for all the people for all the things um, in our life and and not necessarily the material things I think that kind of I think when these moments of tragedy tragedy make us really realize how the material things are so insignificant to the people in our life and I think that kind of right. turns it all around and makes us get feel that absolute thing of gratitude and 
Um, and I, you know, those little moments of just wanting to say, you know, thank you and I, I love you. Just taking that small moment of each day of feeling so fortunate of what we have because we know in an instant, no one ever plans a car accident or anything that's unexpected, that every day is this wonderful journey that um, we never really quite know where it's going to take us. Um, and so Exactly. Again, you know, I think that I was just, when you said that we don't know the next moment's going to take us, I was just going to mention that is this is why it is very important no matter what our mood is and how angry we get at people and because you know we're all just humans in training is to express the love that we have for one another and as you said say thank you for the things we have and and not dwell on what we don't have every day because it all can be taken from us in an instant and everybody has lost somebody that we loved and very often it's sudden and unexpected and the big regret is you know what were your last words what what did you last say Uh, did they know that you cared and so these are things that I think that we have to teach our children as well Uh, I mean and this is what I maybe this is why I love working with kids kids really do live in the moment um, other than the fact that they look forward to Christmas <laughs> and Santa Claus, and kids but are so, I, you know, but they really do kind of live for today, and I think that's an important quality. Yeah, and you know, I mean, again, there's so many things. I think, I think why, why you know, the the rinse and repeat of our society of why people love having you know children around, why people continue of all the heartbreak and the of having children is it reminds you of that amazing perspective that you haven't experienced when you're a child. Um, you know, thus a lot of, I mean, it's different from, but thus far you haven't experienced that much heartbreak. You know, you're, you don't have to have a job or the loss of things. And there's so much wonder and enjoyment in the world. And slowly as we age and responsibility comes and we, we start to take on more things. But there's those things, you see that pure joy in children. And that's what makes us all so happy is seeing that ultimate joy because we know that experience. We can see that expression. And um, something was, I was having one of those days, and I have this little book that I just randomly, I just started, I'll just randomly switch to a page and I'll write in it, and I always put these little random quotes from these T's, and there are these little quote things in it, and the page I just opened to today, um, it just said, I thought, wow, it was just so fitting for today, um, but it said, the most basic form of human stupidity is forgetting what we are all trying to accomplish. And I think that's the oh, that that's all really this, great. You know, yes, because I, you know I, what I really believe we're all trying to accomplish is what our what our motto is: "Be the star you are." Is I think we're all trying to be our authentic selves, and and uh, and that's a huge accomplishment because when we have that, we are successful. So very, that's a great quote. That's a great quote. Yeah. And then just to kind of wrap it up here, my final thing is to, to reassure with everyone that we want that safety. And, and in life, we always think to plan ahead. You know, that's why you have car insurance. That's why you tie your shoes. That's, you know, all, all these, these, when you're at school, we have fire drills. And now, unfortunately, I mean, they have, uh, you know, someone on campus with an armed gun. But make a safety plan. Talk about safety plans that are in place to keep your kids safe. We like hearing that reassurance. Talk about school measures. Find out what the school measures are. Um, you know, police, armed forces. For younger kids, focus on what you can do. Excuse me, what you could do as a parent um, to keep them safe. I mean, you already think of uh, seatbelts and helmets and locking doors and older kids, you know, focus on safety 
an addition of what they can do if they feel powerless in situations. And again, personal expression, finding these creative outlets. We know that um, you know bullying is such a big thing in our society, and finding these ways if your kid is being exposed to bullying, or maybe if your kid is a bully, um, how to nip that in the butt, how to find that self-confidence, because we know that these bullies, it really is coming from uh, a sense of insecurity that they're reflecting out onto other people. The most important thing, and I think just bottom line of teaching your kids and just showing them that, yes, there are all these negative things in the world, but with these negative and horrible moments, it really makes us realize how many wonderful and great things there are, and it really gives that other light in the shadow thing. So teach your kids' bottom line is that we can all add love and goodwill into the world, and that it really does add up to make a difference. Every single person makes a difference, just as we see how one person can cause so much harm. One person can cause so much positivity. So teach your kids, focus on the positive, have those open discussions about these things. Don't sh- completely shelter your children away from that. Be honest and open, but remember, time, age-sensitive words and conversations at younger ages, they don't need to know the nitty-gritty details. They won't want to know about all the monsters on the under the bed. But have that conversation so that they feel safe, and this can really start a good dialect from the beginning of just having open conversations with your children. Well, and you know, there are always going to be monsters under the bed. And that is something else that we have to deal with by recognizing that when the child feels that there's something scary happening in their life, that there is something that's really bothering them. And so it's our goal and our responsibility as adults to really listen and to dig a little bit deeper. And talking about having a plan, you know, a a plan for escape or uh, any kind of, uh, you know, tragedy plan, I would encourage people to pick up a copy of my book. I know this is a, an unabashed commercial, but it's one of my favorite chapters of Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And it's called The Gift of Courage. And it's a story about my dad and how he, what his plan was for our family in case of a, uh, of a disaster or a bomb attack. And from the time I was a child, until today, it just brings tears to my eyes to think how much he loved us that he went to such, you know, such realm to make sure that we would be safe. And so mm-hmm. it's called The Gift of Courage, and it's in the book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. You can find copies copies at starstyleradio.com. Look under the Star Style store. Well, thank you, Heather, for another really wonderful segment and helping us as adults and parents, you know, help our children uh, be less frightened and to be able to talk to them more. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about this? No, no. Last thing I just want to direct people to is, just you said, for books, information, more positive things of how you can get involved with the community and the charity is check, check out BeTheStarYouAre.org as well as StarStyleRadio.com. And make sure that you read our blog and our newsletter. We have a wonderful volunteer who is putting together a newsletter for us and she highlights different volunteers every month and this month is a really fun one somebody who is a volunteer from Las Vegas who is an athlete who actually is um, a professional fighter and he is raising money for Be The Star You Are through his athleticism so very interesting 
So you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And I'll be back in a bit, and we're going to talk about a learning curve and what you can do when a teen is behind the wheel. So don't go away. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, thank you so much. It is show business. Every day is show business. Thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I was really happy that we discussed a children in a segment because there's just so many things that are happening in our world and kids are really scared and I see it every day when I work with kids and you know just keeping them happy and fresh and innocent it's part of our job so we really have to do the best we can in explaining well and as kids start growing up you know they want to drive and I know as a parent I was really excited for my kids to drive because you'd end up being you feel like you're just a chauffeur for years and years and I know growing up on the farm we all started driving at age eight and my cousins still laugh uh, when we get together. It's like we were driving these old, um, we called them hot rods. I think they were 1930 Fords that the tops had been cut off. You know, all these, these cars that had been just junked somewhere that my dad souped up so that we could learn to drive and we would drive all around the farms and do our work that way. But we were so small that sometimes one of us would have to push the pedal and the other one would have to steer the wheel. But that's what we all learned on stick shifts. You know, I think they went like 30 miles an hour. That's pretty, that is pretty fast. But by the time we were 15 and a half or 16, 
you know, it was no problem for us to get our permits and get our driver's license. I mean, we really knew what we were doing. Today, it's a little harder for young people because there's not the, that much opportunity. There's not the open space where they can really learn to drive. I mean, they learn in parking lots. And I know that so many of my friends who have teens, they're really scared for their kids to drive. I, again, was lucky. I brought my kids up to our ranch where I grew up and taught them to drive up there. So when they got behind the wheel, it was pretty easy going. So as a parent, we really don't want to freak out. And for our sanity's sake, we need to take the high road because, you know, nothing really can truly prepare you for the moment that you find yourself gripping the edge of the passenger seat when your 15 and a half or 16-year-old child is accelerating, um, pushing on the gas pump, you know, going down the freeway. Uh, I mean, once you get your learner's permit, you know, that you can start uh, driving uh, with a parent. And, of course, it depends what state you're in. So I'm talking about California now. So don't take it if you're in um, if you're in, in uh, Colorado or Iowa or Louisiana or something, don't uh, think that this is the state law there. It's whatever. Check your laws. But in theory, you know, when you're driving under parental supervision, you're really kind of testing out for what it's going to be like uh, when you get your license. But as a parent sitting in that seat, it's a little scary. Be- even after you park, you, you can't help but feel helpless because, you know, your child has adjusted the driver's seat, they've angled the rear view mirrors, then when they shift into reverse, it's like, did they open the garage door? Um, And you don't have your own brake pedal to stop them like they do when they have the, the driving instructor car. So what can you do? You know, especially when they're making a turn and they say to you, Now, which way am I supposed to turn the wheel? It is a bit tough to process that. And, you know, whether they're going forwards or backwards or trying to turn around, we don't want our kids to crash. And we also want uh, them to learn at the same time as we're co-piloting them. And we don't want uh, to have uh, gridlock (laughs) uh, in our relationship. So here are some power steering tips for you as a parent. First of all, you want to stay calm. Just relax because when you're nervous, they're nervous. So if you just act like, ah, they've got it covered, the child is going to feel just much more confident. You know, you don't, if when they're coming to a speedy approach to an intersection, you know, you don't want to start, just start screaming but unless that it looks like it's dangerous, and then um, you may want to yell stop. But basically, you know, give them that permission to be the driver. Now, start small. It helps everyone adjust if you begin in an empty parking lot or on a country road, you know, someplace where there's not any traffic and at least low traffic. Because you can slowly build up to roads where there are other cars. It's a scary thing. I mean, for those of us who've been driving our whole lives now, it just seems natural. It just seems, you know, like riding a bike. You just get in it and you kind of, sometimes you drive somewhere and you don't even know how you got there because you're driving in rote. But the reality is for a, a teen, when they're first driving, 
they're not, they don't have their, their wheels yet, so to speak. And you want them to be very confident by the time that they hit the highway. So the only way for them to be confident is if you show confidence with them. And, you know, you don't want to, um, you don't want to be like a backseat driver and say, turn here, stop, slow down, none of that. Although I will say that, that to this day, my mom still does that. She drives me crazy when she's in the car because she's telling you everything to do. And I don't know why, because we're all good drivers. Share your instincts. You know, um, the kids are going to say, ah, they don't need you, that they know what they're doing, they've done it before, but they really do need your experience. I mean, statistics show that the, and this is why insurance is so expensive for kids from 16 to 25, is that's when the majority of accidents happen. And many, many accidents happen in the very first year of their driving because their instincts just aren't quick enough yet. They just haven't figured out you know, how fast they have to stop or how far they have to stay behind or they haven't really, really gotten the nuances of driving. And this is really across the board. So it's very crucial when kids are learning to drive to share your experience. So, you know, as you're approaching an intersection, and you might say to them at the time that you would start braking, uh, you know, honey, this is a good time to start braking. Help them learn to anticipate and not just to react by slamming on the brakes. So maybe give them a little bit of a head start. You know, we're coming to an intersection soon here. Go ahead and start slowly putting on the brakes. Keep positive. Now, teens are always going to be teens. They love to be rebellious. And, I mean, that's part of being a teen, right? They got to, you know, get out of the nest and spread their wings and fly. And they're going to resist your suggestions. So give them instructions only when there really has been a big mistake. Because otherwise, they're just going to roll their eyes and look at you and go, you know, I already know that, Mom. You know, or, or they'll just take it one of those great big breaths and give you one of those looks. I mean, I can just see it now. But you, you can just respond that, okay, I know that you probably know this. But here's what I suggest you do right now. And it's very hard as a parent, by the way, to do this. It's very hard to remain calm when you're thinking, oh, my gosh, if only they would. (laughs) Now, when they do something wrong, don't wait to say what they've done wrong. You want to correct them immediately. But say it pleasantly and stay positive and explain what has happened. For example... You have to turn that wheel just a little bit more so that you don't veer onto the oncoming traffic. Or, you know, you have to put put it um, put the clutch in all the way to the floor in order to shift into reversed. Admittedly, this is a level of serenity. It can take a lot more than uh, 40 hours to master. But you know, you don't want to make your kids angry because when they get angry, they're going to be less likely to listen. Now, uh, a real key is to actually drive with your teen because experience is going to be the only thing that's going to develop their judgment. And even though they may get 12, 14 hours with an instructor, that's not enough to give them any experience. And, you know, a lot of kids think that their parents don't want to drive with them because they're too busy or they're too afraid or, you know... um, They just have something else going on or 
they'll say, oh, we only have manual transmission or the weather's not right. Instead, take your kid and just make it a special time for the two of you and invite them to go with you. So say, hey, I need to go to the store. Do you want to drive me down there? And that kind of urges your child to look to you to as a guide on the side. And that way you're going to carve out some time with them uh, to drive with them, to see how they drive, to see how responsible they are, to give them the benefit of your experience and some of your advice. And also maybe just to keep quiet and to give them some compliments that they may need by letting them know what a good job they did. And just don't forget to praise them and all the good things that they do do. Now, what do you do if you're, you know, backing out of a parking space and your child can't remember which is the brake and which is the gas pedal? I mean, that would really rattle you, I think, right? And um, kids are going to make all the same mistakes that we all do. And, you know, sometimes they have to do with acceleration and deceleration. And a beginner driver is going to oversteer when taking a right-hand corner. And sometimes they're going to end up on somebody's lawn. They're going to knock over a fire hydrant. Um, you know, and the hard thing is, is they are probably going to panic. And then they're going to mistake the brake for the gas. And then they keep going. These are like our worst nightmare. We don't want to end up in an emergency room. So something that if you're driving with your child and if something goes wrong, just remember that you can always reach over and shift into neutral. It may not stop the car right away, but it'll definitely keep you from moving at such a fast pace so uh, quickly. So that could be uh, could be very important. Now, we enforcing responsible driving behaviors. Uh, apply it uh, you want to really apply responsible driving behaviors all the time because this is extremely helpful. And there probably are parent classes somewhere that are offered by a driving school. So you could be um, you know, cautioned to be actively alert at all times. And that might help you to be a better driving parent so that you can be there for your kids. So check out if they're, it might be at your community center or um, your recreation center or something, see if there's something like that. Because driving is tough enough you know, without having to do other things. So you may want to take a class yourself. And also, you, you want to um, model good behavior. And that would be don't text and drive. Don't call on the phone when you're driving because your kids are going to see that. Uh, when I was in, at the Arena Rodeo uh, last week, I saw um, a great billboard, and it really made me um, chuckle, but it was actually, you know, the message was clear. It said, honk if you love Jesus, text if you want to meet him. And of course, me being as dense as I normally am, I didn't get it at first, but the message was very much that it was do not text and drive or you might kill yourself. So I thought that was a really good message. So I think this is some good advice uh, for uh, parents. So the key, again, is to stay upbeat. Don't be nervous. Bite your tongue. Help your child to be confident. And give them praise on what they're doing right. And make sure that any 
constructive criticism or behavioral changes are given right away. Now, these are four rules of the road that are important. And uh, teenage drivers, obviously, they never think they're going to be involved in an accident. And they never think they're going to get pulled over. But both things can happen. And you have to prepare your kids. So first of all, you teach appropriate procedure in case of an accident. In case somebody backs into you or you have your own accident, you want to have taught your child to um, get the full name and contact information, insurance information of the person with whom they were involved in the accident. They don't teach that, I don't think, in driver's ed. Now, because we all have cell phones, I always suggest take a photo of the vehicle a photo of the driver's, um, not the driver's license. Well, yeah, you could take the driver's license, but also the license plate of the car. But in any case, make sure that you have the, um, the information for insurance and how to contact the people. So that's, that's number one. Uh, you know, and just on a side note of that, uh, my girlfriend just on um, the 4th of July had an interesting thing, was picking up some groceries at a local store. She drives a small Prius, and a, a big truck was uh, parked behind her, put it in reverse, and backed right into her, smashing her car, and started to drive away. Now, um, she jumped out of her car, ran after him, jumped on the truck, and said, what are you doing? You just hit me. He pretended, or maybe he didn't know, he said, what do you mean I hit you? I didn't feel anything. And then he proceeded to kind of tell her that she was driving too small of a car by saying, well, how am I supposed to see you? You're driving such a small car. So her question was, well, how many cars do you hit in the course of a day if my Prius is too small for you? But um, she was really rattled. And instead of him giving her an insurance card, he handed her some other card, and she couldn't quite figure it out until she was able to get a photograph of his license plate and a photograph of him and then turn it into her insurance. So, you know, you, the, the phone really can be your good friend. Now, um, add some extra emergency contacts, phone numbers of other adults that your teen knows and trusts that are programmed into their phone just in case something happens and um, your teen can't get in touch with you. And then make sure with your, uh, your car insurance that the policy is paid up to date and that your teen has been included on the insurance and make sure that they have a copy in the glove compartment and just be prepared for such high bills when you have teens. I, I couldn't believe it. We had perfect driving records and it was like our insurance doubled as soon as our teen started driving. And then the final thing is if a, if a teen gets pulled over by a police officer, give them some information on how to um, to be courteous and the correct protocol for interacting with police officers. For example, you know, I didn't know when I was young that you shouldn't get out of the car. So that, would, that wouldn't be good, you know. So uh, don't assume that your team knows what to do. If stopped by law enforcement, please tell them and tell them that the officer is going to ask for their license and registration 
and you know just how to be um, just how to handle themselves through it all and how not to be argumentative so hopefully that gives you some tips for the road and it gives you a little bit of edge on the learning curve of driving for your teen and how to be a better parent when your teen gets to that age when we come back from our short break, we'll go into the garden and we'll talk about some of my favorite things. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and our program is brought to you through Be the Star You Are charity. Make sure to visit the charity at Be the Star You Are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. According to the Small Business Association, small businesses are growing in the United States and with over 23 million small businesses in the country, it's no wonder that entrepreneurial businesses employ 53% of the private workforce. They account for 51% of the private sector output. They create two out of every three new jobs. They provide 55% of innovations represent 96% of all exporters, hire a large portion of younger, older, female, and part-time workers, and provide 67% of workers with their first jobs and initial on-the-job training. So when you're looking for a job, remember a small business may be the place to start. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. Or call 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Flowers and fruit are only the beginning. In the seed lies the life and the future. 
This summer is all about homegrown fruit and vegetables. It's a wonderful, wonderful year after the seasons that we've had. I call it hang time because fruit, oh, luscious, juicy, tantalizing, ripe fruit. There's just no better nor satisfying delicacy than the fruit you grow in your own backyard. Whether it's a pot or a plot, growing your own is the way to rock it. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. If you are just joining us, we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And this is the Empowerment Channel. So with our long, warm summer days at their height, fruit and vegetables are ripening quickly, awaiting plucking for our feasts. Right now here in my garden, there are apricots and plums and prunes and mulberries and loquats and tangelos. Tangerines, those are just a few of the gems that are hanging from my trees. The blackberries are on their way in. They're kind of red right now. Uh, and of course, they're so prickly, it's a little bit hard to catch them. But soon there's going to be some mouthwatering peaches, pears, apples, guavas, nectarines, and figs. Now, tomatoes have taken up the space left by harvest greens, while beans, eggplant, peppers, zucchini, cucumbers, and tomatillos are racing to the finish line. It's really a virtual farmer's market and my garden at least and it's that's the way I like it because when I go shopping I just go out to my garden and I pick whatever I feel like having for dinner that night and sometimes it is just vegetables, herbs and fruit. Uh, but I do a lot of fun things with them. You know, every day I walk into my potager and I fill baskets with crunchy deliciousness for our supper. And I, I really never know what I'll be creating in the kitchen until I see what's ready to harvest. But lately I've been grilling on the barbecue like nectarines. I dip them in honey, sprinkle them with, with uh, nutmeg and cinnamon, drizzle some lemon on them and just put a little bit of of uh, coconut oil so that they can they won't stick to the barbecue and oh my gosh they are so good i plan on doing it with some prunes uh, tonight which uh, prunes are in the plum fa- uh, family and they are really they're really great too and how about watermelon with arugula and blueberries or add some blueberries to cornmeal and make a blueberry cornbread. I mean, there's so many fun things that you can do that are really simple. I am continuing to uh, sprinkle lettuce and arugula seeds in the empty spaces because I want to extend my uh, summer, fall, and winter crops. So if I do it now, hopefully I'll be able to have them uh, much longer. Um, uh, My recommendation is to sow rows of bush beans, carrots, radishes, or any other vegetable every three weeks or so, and that'll satisfy your cravings for freshness. Now, something I did over the weekend with vegetables that turned out really pretty, and I'm going to do it again this weekend, is with skewers. You can either use um, branches of rosemary, which will give a nice flavor, or just some wooden skewers. Is um, With some of the fresh vegetables I had, I cut up the different kinds of zucchini, the green and the yellow. I cut up a cassava melon, different kinds of peppers, red, yellow, green peppers, and uh, radishes and mushrooms. I didn't grow the mushrooms, though. And I just alternated them and put them on the skewer. It was really colorful, really, really pretty. And just I stuck them on the barbecue and they just turned out great. Oh, I forgot to say I marinated them overnight in 
olive oil, garlic, balsamic vinegar, um, cilantro, and parsley. But you could mix them in anything that you want. So did you know that the average home gardener only spends $359 a year on gardening supplies and plants? This is a study reported by money.com. That just seems so low to me when you consider that growing your own tomatoes, for example, will save you an average of $9.50. If you grow your own cucumbers, you're going to save $8. If you grow your own peppers, $3.60. And green beans, $2.50. And carrots, $3.50. Now, that doesn't include that the extra spectacular taste, the increased vitamins, and the fact that you actually know what you put into your soil that you will get from growing your own. But as you can see, you know, by growing your own, your savings really do add up. And when it comes to homegrown fruits and vegetables, I actually tend to be a garden-to-table snob because... I really want the finest, the healthiest, and the most cost-efficient sources of nutrients, and those are just waiting in my garden because I tend my garden, so I know what's in it, and I know you know how good it is. So with the barbecue season in full swing, you could delight some guests with grilled stone fruit, as I was saying earlier how I did with the nectarines. You can also do it with peaches or apricots. You cut them in half, remove the pit, brush with olive oil, drizzle on a bit of honey, grill for a minute or two on each side. You can serve it with goat cheese, arugula, or as a side dish. And you'll just find that your uh, guests will be surprised and delighted and they'll have that delicious burst of sweetness. And uh, those pits, if you want another fruit tree, plant your pit in a potting soil in a container and you can watch the new life grow. So here are a few fresh ideas for July that could help you get through. Mulch before the heat of summer really gets going. Now, of course, if you're in Arizona, it's going to be going like this till October, so it's already going. If you can use an entire truckload of wood chips, most tree service companies are happy to give you free chips. And remember that mulching keeps the soil cooler while decreasing the weed population. You can combine arugula, mint, sage in a food process. Uh, processor and with a splash of olive oil and pepper and you can make a variation on a traditional pesto add any grated cheese of your choice and use it in pasta soups or maybe even whirled in an omelet don't forget to hydrate yourself with fruits from the garden including watermelon peaches cucumbers tomatoes and strawberries a slice of watermelon provides you with 10 ounces of water while a medium peach will give you five you can relieve anxiety and stress by eating a bouquet, by um, not eating, by cutting a bouquet of lavender, crushing the flowers in your palm, and then uh, rub your palms together and inhale that healing fragrance, and that you'll have a restful slumber. Uh, make sure to watch for snakes. Snakes are out. The gopher snakes and kin snakes are slithering through my grass. Don't be alarmed. Snakes eradicate rodents including gophers, moles, rats, and mice. I found a snake in my garage this morning. It was a small one, only about a foot and a half long. I have no idea what kind it was, cause, but, um, but it's, I was able to get it to slither out. Um, I know it wasn't poisonous, though, so that was a good thing. And you can um, 
Throw seeds of love in a mist and California poppies because those look really great together. They'll both reseed, and then the love in a mist seed pods they make dry, uh, fantastic dried arrangements. If you have an unsightly fence, cover it with clematis. Those are really terrific, and make sure to tuck some succulents in between other planters. And start thinking about bulbs and rhizomes that you want to buy in the fall. If you want more daffodils, tulips, Dutch iris, anemones, or something more exotic, catalogs are now uh, out there. So get ready to check them out. And then, of course, just go into the garden and make it a wonderful, great, great day. So thank you uh, to all of you who actually read um, my garden uh, columns and comment on them. I really appreciate it. I love all those comments. And thanks to you for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. We hope that you do feel empowered and inspired and motivated and want to take that next step to being the best version of you that you can be. That's why we say be the star you are. For more information about Star Style Productions or myself, just visit CynthiaBryan.com. More information about the charity to get involved to make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouR.org. And of course, don't forget to listen to the teen radio show that we produce uh, to empower young people to express themselves and have a voice. That's on Express Yourself Teen Radio, heard at noon on Tuesdays on Voice America Kids Network. And um, it's really, they, we have a lot of great guests on there, and the kids are interviewing them, and they are really great. So see beyond your physical being and know that you are already a star. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate this second of your life because it might be the last second you have. And read a book this week. It is like a garden in your pocket. And I really suggest reading the gift of courage in the book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. It is a, it's a chapter that can maybe change your life. And until next week, when we celebrate again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you, Be the Star You Are. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel for Star Style. Be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.